Good afternoon. It's Saturday the 30th of May. Um, it's Resonance FM 104.4. And you're listening to Freaky Trigger and the Lollards of Pop. Or should I say Freaky Trigger and the Lollards of Pox. Because today we are talking considerably about illness. Um, coming to you live from Guy's Hospital here in sunny London Bridge. Um, I have three excellent guests to discuss all things postulance, pestilence and... There's no such word as postulant, is there? Um, anyway, so in the studio I have um, our head nurse, uh, William Swigert. Swigert, hello. Swigert, sorry. I've, I asked how to pronounce uh, our doctor, Rebecca Tennyson's name, so... Hello there. And finally we have uh, our chief consultant, um, Mr. Rob Brennan. <coughs> Hi. I've always, I've, always, I've always been a bit surprised about that aspect of um, doctors. The further up you get in the, uh, in the chain, you actually go from... So, nurse has got a title, doctor's got a title, but if you're actually really good at it, um, you just become Mister. I mean, uh, that seems a bit strange. Are there any other professions where that happens? I don't know. I, I, I think the assumption sort of you're above being a doctor now. Yeah. So you just you just you're transcended just titles. A professional. So, oh, I don't know. Anyway, um, anyway. So yes, as I say, we are talking today about um, various illnesses, and. Um, I'm interested in finding out from you, first of all, um, what illnesses you've had, because it's always best to speak from experience. Um, let's start with you, Rob. Um, you, were you a sickly child? No. Uh, well, I wasn't terribly sickly. I was kind of like averagely sickly. So i get the usual things. I would get, you know, chicken pox, I would uh, get bad earaches, tonsillitis. Tonsillitis is good, yeah. yeah. Tonsils, and, still got your tonsils? Uh, yeah, still got my tonsils. Good. And, uh, Appendix, still got that? Sorry? Appendix? Uh, yeah, still got that. I've still, I've, I've still got everything I was born with, apart from the middle teeth. Everything? Everything. Well, every, everyone, <laughs> everyone got everything they were born with? I've got my tonsils. I was yeah. born with them. Yeah, I think I have as well, yeah. And you've not, none of you've had appendicitis? Nope. No. Excellent. Okay, well, that's good, that's, that's good to know. Um, Beck, you're, you have been a bit more ill. Um, the last time I was really, really horribly ill was um, a couple of years ago when I went back to the States to visit my family over Christmas. It was a bit of a disastrous trip because uh, in O'Hare I kind of lost all my money because someone robbed it from me. But that's not an illness. That's not an illness, but it got worse. But it's sickness on society. Oh, it is, it is. Anyway, I ended up uh, getting mono somehow. The kissing disease, as they call it, uh, or glandular fever in Uh, this country. That's because we don't have mono in this country, do we? Nope. Um, And and so what is mono short for? It's uh, infectious mononucleosis. Wow. Yeah. That, that, it I, sounds nasty. I mean, and would, it is. What would you rather have, Will? Would you rather have that or glandular fever? Ooh. What with them being the same thing and all? Well, oh, yeah. <laughs> but what sounds better? Hmm. I don't know. It's. I think the infectious and infectious mononucleosis kind of brings that, you know, it punch does, of it does you're really you. ill. You diseased freak. I mean, my 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 mum would always say, you know, if you had if you had a cold or something like that, she'd come around and she'd stick her two fingers under under her neck or under your neck and just push up and go, "Ooh, your glands are up." Yeah. And I, I don't know what state your glands are supposed to be in. Um, quite Not puffy, up, I'm guessing, yeah. quite puffy, but also really painful to the point where everything is just in complete agony and you can only kind of whimper helplessly on the sofa, watching countless episodes of CSI. Mm. If you're me. Well, well, that's what. And how long how long were you down with that? Ah, oh, at least a good three weeks, but it was sort of building up over a good two weeks beforehand. Right. It was not fun. Mm. I don't recommend it. Okay, well, well, we'll go out of our way not to get it then, I reckon. And, Will, um, you said that you, you, again, were not that sickly as a child. Well, no, but the odd thing is, recently I've actually been 
well reasonably ill for like the first time in ages the first first time i've actually had to leave work early due to illness um and the thing is i'm still not entirely sure what it was because uh, it it sort of felt like yeah, i don't know it was sort of like a headache but it felt slightly more worrying than right. a headache yeah and Therefore, I assumed it was a stroke. Oh, um, of course, yeah, no, no, that's, that's the, uh, well, that's you know, the they've, they've obvious been way to do it. publicity lately. They have, the yeah. Stroke, I, I was going to bring that advert in, actually. The, it's, there's, a, there's an acronym, isn't there, which I can't quite remember um, what it is. It's not really an acronym. It, <laughs> okay. Or, or is it an, I can't really remember. It's basically, you know, it, it's, it's something like stop, look, listen, except yeah. it's more sort of like stop, stop, stop. And then die, yeah. Some, something along their lines. Because the, the, th- the thing about these stroke adverts is they tell you how to recognise if someone else is having a stroke. Mm. But they don't really tell you how to recognise if you're actually having a stroke yourself. Right. Um, yeah. And so I was just sort of like, oh, my legs feels a bit funny, doesn't it? Uh, I mean, I, I, I'm uh, probably having a stroke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but you've not previously either been very ill or a uh, hypochondriac. Oh, oh, I can, I can be hypochondriac because okay. I, I blooming well want to be. Oh, yeah. yes. Don't fair enough. <laughs> Any wiki diagnoses you go and uh, um, give yourself no. Munchausen by internet? No, um, uh, the stroke thing's probably the closest I've, I've come. I mean, you know, just sort of frantically looking on the NHS Direct website and you're like, uh, uh, trying to figure out what exactly the NHS Direct website could help you diagnose. I think something you can catch off a phone probably and that's about it. It's, it's, yeah. I mean, the way it, it does, are you, do you feel, do you feel ill? That's the first question you have to answer. And you say, if you put no, it says you're not ill. Which I think that bit, it gets rid of a lot of them lingers straight away. But um, after that, yeah, it's it sort of, if it gets in me, do you feel ill? Have you got something that you would call a cold? Yes, you've got a cold. Have you got anything else? Go to the doctors. So, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's tough. But you have had chicken pox. Yes. Good, because um, I think I've got someone to ask you a question about chicken pox. Have you ever had chicken pox and been all itchy? I remember when I had chicken pox, I was crabby and miserable. But then, before I knew it, the chicken pox went away. Chicken pox, chicken pox, underneath my two blue socks. And I itch, and I itch, and I itch, and I itch, and I itch. All over. My nose and my toes and my thumb itches me. Tummy, knees, and eyes, I can barely see. Hands want to scratch everywhere they can be, but the pox will spread forever free. Chicken pox, chicken pox, underneath my two blue socks. And I itch, 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 all over. Sitting in an oatmeal bath right now Don't even feel like splashing Can't even smile Don't know how um, Just want to keep on She says that um, Scratching uh, um, I just had an oatmeal bath Anything? Had an oatmeal bath any time? Um, no It's meant to help you be less itchy I mean, I wouldn't splash in an oatmeal bath anyway I mean, This Just ready for work um, this, song, this song is by uh, Cherry Melody. It's from an album um, for kids who are ill. Uh, has the the album has about seven or eight, about fifteen tracks <laughs> about various illnesses you may have, the various diagnoses it might have, and the symptoms. Now, this song makes me feel quite itchy. You know, how this, this verse is the final verse. We're coming to now. Wait a minute, they're starting to fade. Oh, what a big fuss I 
these chicken pots have gone away. My friends are itchy, but I'm okay. So, basically what she's saying is, if you get chicken pox, all your mates will get it. Ha, 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 ha. You know, it's... Oh dear, I, mean, a, I, I just can't see a child sort of running around this house singing this to his parents. Like, this is, it's evil. There's a, there's a measles song in here as well, um, which I'm not going to play, but is... Did anyone ever have to be taken to a chicken pox party, basically, where your parents kind of want you to get the chicken pox so you can get it over with? And uh, one of the neighbourhood kids has been struck down with it so just kind as of, a sort of local, local it's heard it over oh go play with Larry and have a good time and you come back and yes you've got the chicken pox no my, my, my parents, mom did that my parents loved me uh, I don't know <laughs> I mean actually no I, that, that's, that's not true no that is true my parents do love me but um, they didn't send me to the chicken pox party but when my sister had measles um, they did put me in bed with her um, to watch Robin Hood uh, for some Which reason. version? Uh, the uh, Errol Flynn technical version. It's, uh, uh, it's one of my fondest memories as a child of her sort of wriggling around in this bed. <laughs> and so I'm pretty sure my parents were trying to give me measles at the time. And then the week afterwards, pretty much everyone in my school got measles but me. Because I am probably one of those people that are called carriers. And I think that's true of many people who don't get ill. We are vectors for disease. Sorry about that. Um, would you would you call yourself a uh, vector for disease, Rob? Um, I don't think so because uh, I I was all well. I was always uh, isolated whenever whenever I was ill as a child. Okay, yeah. which is just really chicken pox yeah. and then a few other. Um... Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. I mean, I I tend not to I tend not to catch the uh, the bugs that are going round. But <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I'd say I, one of the one of the reasons I wanted to do um, a show on illness was that is because I don't really get ill. Um, in fact, I've very, very... Chicken pox is the only thing I've ever had. When I get a cold, it's gone within about four hours. Um, I've never had... I mean, yeah, I mean, food poisoning, very rarely. You know, barely touches the sides. Um, just goes in and out, and, and then, unfortunately, people in my house or people I know then go down with much more virulent versions of what I had, which is you know, not, not so good. I feel a little guilty sometimes, but at the same time... As in the chicken pox song, I can go out and uh, enjoy myself while they've all, they're all scratching all over. That's, that's no good. I mean, it, it, which, what diseases are you most afraid of getting? I mean, are there... I'm trying to keep this a bit light. <laughs> we can, if you've got that, you know, that, that, that one, of those, one of those amusing diseases you see on house every now and then, you know, the ones that people that, that mean, mean they speak French all the time or something. <laughs> there, is, there is a disease that does it, isn't there? I believe. There's... A thing that can happen sometimes if you get wanged on the head yeah. where you randomly kind of pick up a different accent, mm. which is fairly rare, but it does happen and it just sounds like it's made up, but it isn't. No. Oh, that's, you know, that's, I, I, again, I, I would avoid any kind of wanging on the head. That seems, <laughs> it seems to about, yeah, Rob, any, any, anything that you would, or just in general death? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm particularly afraid of anything that might actually kill me. Uh, yeah. Uh, anything that might rob me of my sight or my or my mind. Yeah, no, those those kind of things. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, whenever I whenever I visit someone in hospital, I do I do look at them and go, "This looks quite cushy." You know, you're lying in bed all the time, <laughs> you're reading, maybe watch a bit of telly. Though often they only have a couple of channels, um, and people come visit you and give you grapes or something like that. Yeah. Well, that's the only time you're allowed to drink Lucozade, and I think if you drink Lucozade when you're not ill, um, you deserve to get ill. 
So. Did you drink a lot of LucasAid as a kid? Nope, I wasn't allowed My to. mom used to give us uh, 7-Up or Sprite. Right. Which I... Just lemonade, though. Yeah, but she, I, I can't drink it when I'm not ill now because oh, really? um, it reminds me of being very ill. So it's some kind of like homeopathic recipe uh, remedy for you. Hmm. We'll come back. We'll come back to uh, crack a homeopathy later. <laughs> um, uh, well, um, illnesses. Obviously, you seem a little bit afraid of a, of a stroke. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I, it's fear of illnesses have just started coming on on me like rather recently. Um, well, he's starting to get older, you know. You know. Well, well I, I've now gone past the midpoint of my twenties. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Good um, lord, those I, of us, I, those I, of us I, I, the rest of us in here I, are looking I, I, at you <laughs> in, a sort of, in a sort of um, Countess Dracula way, seeing how we could drain your blood and, and bathe in it. But No, um, I don't know, it's, it's odd because... Now, now that I am getting older, I my instinctive reaction to most things that go wrong with my body is, oh god, it's cancer. Yeah, like yeah. Um, stomach aches, for <coughs> example. Uh, for some <coughs> reason, the, the other the other day, I thought to myself, oh, stomach aches. They used to be a lot more fun when you were a kid, didn't they? And they didn't. <laughs> um, stomach aches. Yeah, but they, they, they get you off school, you know, and stuff like that. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, you get over them quickly as well. I mean, you know, from what I understand from my sister when she was ill, she'd always be ill early in the morning, and then by the rest of the day she'd be all right. Hmm. I, whether that was because she was lying or not, I don't know. <laughs> but um, but yeah, no stomach aches is, is so you think that might be some kind of stomach cancer? Well, ob- obviously, <laughs> <laughs> of course, it couldn't, it couldn't be anything else. Um, I, 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 I too, um, again, I, I, I jokingly used to say a lot, you know. Up until my thirties, um, I've never been ill. So when I get to thirty, I'll, all that illness will be saved up, and I'll have it all at once. I have something terrible. And then um, I had a friend, uh, a good friend of mine, who had testicular cancer, um, and he's well, he's good now. He's got a child, so that's okay. But they did whip out one of his balls very, very quickly uh, within like four days of him going in, mm. um, which is which is all well and good. And, you know, they, they throw some sperm just in case they slipped, um, but they didn't. Um, but anyway, about two weeks after that, of course, whilst uh, doing the uh, self-examining that us men are told to do, um, mm. and you wouldn't be able to stop us unless you dropped our hands off anyway, um, I, I discovered what I thought was a lump down there, and so I went to uh, the doctor and... The uh, the only time I, the only times I ever go to the doctors um, is that and maybe for a jab for going abroad. You know, mm. when I get, get the jab for going abroad, I get the old crusty guy. When I go in about anything to do in my private parts, um, it's always the attractive young doctor. So I've got to think about Paul Simon to make sure nothing happens down there. Um, so anyway, she's uh, she she examines my uh, my 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 testicles and um, tells me that it's not indeed cancer; it's a spot. Um, and asked me if she want if she want if I would like it lanced. Now the word lance and that area of the body, I don't you know, it just doesn't go well. So anyway, I, um, about ten years later, which is about six months later, um, for now six, six months ago, um, a very similar thing occurred again. And I, again, I felt thought I felt a lump down there. So again, I thought I should go and get it checked out because people often tell themselves that it's not something, and then it gets worse. And again, attractive young doctor, again same thing. So the only thing that's on my medical chart is a couple of jabs are going abroad and two false alarms on testicular cancer, um, which might suggest I like exposing myself to young, attractive doctors, which is not true. I'm sorry. I'll have words with some people uh, down the corridor yeah. to find out whether... It's, it's, well, no, it's, it's, just, it's just the way it is. It's, um, I, I, that's my area. As you say, you, you, you suddenly grasp an area of, um, of fear and, and you go with it, you run with it. So, I don't know. Um, anyway, that's enough of my... Uh, downstairs region um 
chicken box, as we talked today. Um, chicken box, actually, of, of the diseases, because I did a little look through on Spotify, of all the diseases, childhood diseases you can get, chicken pox is the one where there's the most songs about, oddly. I think because most people have it. Um, so those chicken pox parties, they need a soundtrack. Well, indeed, yeah. And this is, uh, in the background here, this is um, a funky uh, Booker T and the MGs chicken pox. You know, and does this sound like chicken pox to you? Or I wish chicken pox sounded <laughs> like this. <laughs> this is the best chicken pox ever. Yeah, no, you, you know, in the, in the mid 70s, you're scratching away. Yeah. <laughs> no. Chicken pox is much more virulent and unpleasant than this, I think. But Has anybody ever done a follow up song about shingles? I didn't check Booker T's uh, uh, <laughs> extensive repertoire on shingles, I've got to say. But, um, shingles, it, I, singles. Very good, very good. Um. Oh, sorry. I've just had a text from one of our uh, one of our listeners um, suggesting that I've got a uh, homeopathy and naturopathy medicine mixed up. Um, <laughs> now, uh, does anyone know anything about either of those two medicines? Homeopathy. Uh, I know. I know about homeopathy. Okay, tell us about homeopathy, Rob. Uh, it, it's basically one of those forms of medicine that doesn't work. Um, sorry, <laughs> I mean um, <laughs> alternative therapies. <laughs> Uh, whereby you dilute um, uh, a pretend medicine as as much as you possibly can. So you get like one, one, one part, part in a million. Right. And um, then then there's some like magic science and that makes it more effective. I, I had a flatmate who had some uh, dandelion and burdock tincture, which, um, yeah, exactly, that's what I thought. I thought, well, even if it doesn't work, I'll be able to uh, turn it into a nice drink. Um but no, uh, as you say, it had it was slightly brown, but there was no smell, odour or taste of dandelion or burdock in it, and I would be better off going down to the woods today to get hold of that. Um, are you, are you, any of you use any of these, any, any, any form of, um, let's say, non-Western medicine? Let's, let's try and tiptoe around I, I, this I'm area. slightly confused by the word naturopathy. Yeah. This is, this isn't, because that, that's just making me think now of the old Maureen Lippmann BT ad where, you know, if, you, if you've got an ology, you're a scientist. Yes. And so if, if you've got an, op- an opathy, you can shove it up your nostril or something. I don't know. It, it, it um, could be, yeah. Worth it, yeah. I mean, Middlesex University, as we know, offer a large number of courses in um, some of these some of these things, acupuncture. I've uh, had acupuncture. I believe, I believe their homeopathy courses just closed down, unfortunately, according to Private Eye this week. Uh, but they're all BSCs, um, and so I think they probably do some science in there alongside the key bit, which is less scientific. Mm-hmm. But yeah, well, I mean, uh, as I say, our, our, our listener, um, Sis, suggests that uh, naturopathy is a different thing. So that was when we would, that's when you were drinking 7-Up. So drinking 7-Up is naturopathy. Oh, I okay. see, right. And you've, you've had acupuncture. Yes, I have. What do you have that for? Um, stress and uh, general generalized brain fail um it was in my um it was ocular ears and did it work it was very calming no that's good more calming than people sticking needles in you you might imagine would be it it, well it didn't hurt Uh, it looked kind of cool i was kind of taking pictures with my phone kind of going ah can i really freak out with these pictures you just look you just you just look like hellraiser at the end or something oh Hellraiser ears, kind of. Okay, oh, you, you just had it in your just, ears? Just the ears. Just your ears. Okay, well, yeah, there's, there's less blood in the ears, I guess, so... And, um, and, and, any, okay, what, what other ones? Um, reflexology, massage? 
No. I mean, massage. I mean, massage. You can well, see how you know. In the end, you're you're tenderising the meat, so it's, uh, <laughs> that's that's going to work a touch. It's a way of putting it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and certain kinds of massage as well are, are, are better than others. Um, let's let's try and run through some of the other. Um, well, there's compliment complementary therapy, which I do like a lot. And you you're you're a qualified complementary therapist, Rob. Uh, yes, I am, Pete. And may I say how uh, nice your hair looks today? Oh, I feel so much better. Oh, sorry, uh, yeah, that's that's not my joke. That's uh, that's um, our engineer's uh, Alan's joke. So, um, but it's a very good one. So, um, I'm I'm um, yeah, I'm not a big fan of. I mean, I don't need to use medicines anyway. But um, if I did, <laughs> I would probably go to the ones which have been tested by lots of tests and may come from admittedly horrible big companies. Um, but nevertheless, they're making lots of money out of it because they sometimes work i mean the pills i mean you, you, rob you are you on any medication uh no i'm not on any medication whatsoever uh will any medication uh not the moment no um beck yes what do you want it's called i think <laughs> <laughs> uh it's called effexor is the sort of trade name of is it, it, is it, it like if you need need a good effexor one is it, you get is <laughs> special effects or if need be as well <laughs> and is there effects or two um, medicine by illusion Effects are too electric boogaloo. <laughs> um, so what, what's what's I mean, if, if you don't mind me asking, what, what's, what the, what's the effects all for, or what's the effects of the effects all? Um, again, for generalized brain fail, um, it seems to be working. So <laughs> to, <laughs> to, to continue the brain fail. No, you seem you seem very on the ball. So um, I think that, that that would that would do the job. So uh, you you have faith in medicine. I do have faith in medicine when it's the right kind. Good.
a tree and just handed this bread. Don't even need a drink of water to make the headache go away. Give me a sugar pill and watch me just rattle down the tree. Um, that was the White Stripes and Girl, You Have No Faith in Medicine, um, which is your choice for track, Beck, um, which is no surprise to anyone who knows you, I'm sure. No, not um, at all. What's that song about? Um, well, apparently it's the idea that uh, women in particular are extremely fussy about their medications and uh, will only take the particular brand for the particular ailment and uh, Mr Jack White the third seemed to find this a bit silly and uh, his advice seemed to be well just have an aspirin and you'll feel fine Well it, it does strike me that some medicines are best used for what they're used for I mean if you want something that would control pain in a particular part of the body um, you want to use that medication and not exactly. maybe something that's better for the head um, a plaster is best for the skin not something you'd take in for internal injuries No. or band-aid band-aid Indeed. You know what plaster is. Um, so, do you know, what, what, what um, particular uh, thing do you think he might be talking about there? Well, it is true that if you have the lady's pains, there mm-hmm. are certain medications that work far better than any other. Um, for years, I insisted that ibuprofen was the only way, mm-hmm. until I was converted to the way of Aleve, ah. which is not paracetamol or acetaminophen, as they call it in the States. So paracetamol is acetaminophen? Acetaminophen. Okay. And it's uh, not aspirin, and um, yes, it's not ibuprofen, it's not anything. It's something called naproxen, which is a uh, over-the-counter version of something a bit stronger that you get, and it was created for the lady Spains. Ah. And yeah, well, I mean, as I say, my, my, my flatmate is, swears by it, and whenever I go to the States, I have to bring back... Bucket loads, bucket loads <laughs> of it. I mean, it's true. It's true that medicines um, do need to have um, good-sounding scientific names for you to want. Like, I mean, I think aspirin seems a bit short now. Yeah, it's, I mean, as, as a child, um, junior disprin, um, being being a particular fan of mine, I, I, I liked it crumbled into a glass of orange juice. It made the orange <laughs> juice taste horrible, and it made the uh, disprin. But uh, yeah, I pretend to have a headache sometimes just to have that as a treat. Well, with aspirin, when we were tiny, my mum used to kind of mash it up and then put it in a teaspoon with Kool-Aid. Oh, right. Which, which is that kind Which of just made the Kool-Aid taste really bitter and horrible um, and quite grim. But that was the way that we had uh, aspirin. So a spoonful of Kool-Aid helped that medicine go down. That's right. Um, well, um, medicines? Oh, well, I think I've just realised it's sort of... Medicines to me all sort of started um, going to pot after... After you go out with the first band of Calpol... Right, so yeah. the, the sort of like the naught to four calpol, mm. which is nice and purple and lovely and goes down very wonderfully, very sweet, very sweet, yeah. Uh, and then, but once once you get past four, you get onto um, the sort of the senior calpol, uh, <laughs> which is like four four to ten or whatever, and it's this horrible orangey. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess I guess it exists. Like, look, hey, you're too old for cowpaw now, right? No, no more cowpaw. Medicine has hit. to taste the th- bad. The, th- yeah. the, the, the thing I now associate this with as well is 
it doesn't actually get any better from there because once once you start getting old, you sort of start getting into the phase where you start having like nits and stuff. Uh, that's oh, that's nits. where they bring in like preoderm, or at least it's where they used to bring in preoderm because I think it was found out that it didn't work anymore, which. Uh, was something of a disappointment. So are you saying that we bred super nits, which are now <laughs> resistant? Well, I, I loved... I, I, I pretended to have nits for a bit because I loved the knit lady. I mean, just the, just the, just the, the slow... Are you aware of the knit lady, Vic? Well, the, when you're in school and you yeah. have to kind of sit there going, oh, please don't find anything. They're digging around in your hair. Oh, but but she wouldn't dig around. It would be so gentle and light. It's, it's like a shiatsu or something. Yeah, she's slowly... Seeing that would work. She slowly lift your hair. Slowly lift it. Look at, and she'd always be quite young and attractive and now of course because uh, they can't afford to have them anymore they're all doing um private knit therapy for executives or they were until the credit crunch anyway um robert favorite medicine as a child um or linctus was always nice when he had a when he had a bit of a cough yeah yeah it was the only it was the only medicine that really tasted nice galloway saw ferro expectorant uh that's, ooh, I, oh, I can't remember that's got that's got a nice aniseed taste yeah. to it i know the thing is i, I never liked aniseed oh okay well they're yeah, you, stuffed in yeah. there was that there was, a, there was a banana one as well Ooh, uh, that no. was yeah, oh, And of course, yeah, some, yeah. some antibiotics, I believe, have been on. Because I remember having finishing my sister's course once. Because no one ever finishes a course of antibiotics once they got better. Um, <laughs> so it was left lying around. And so, you know. Well, You've got, you got, you got to give the, the virus a chance. You know? I believe George, George's Marvelous Medical might have been on TV that week telling, <laughs> telling every kid that mixing all the medicines in the cupboard is a good and fun thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> and you might create some kind of magical potion. Uh, um, I, think, I think actually the story George's Marvelous <coughs> George's marvelous medicine does contain a very dire warning against even even opening the medicine cupboard. <laughs> really? Yeah, and and he mi- he mixes the medicine from just everything else in the house instead. Okay, which all is right. obviously not dangerous at all. No, it's certainly certainly not the uh, cupboard under the sink, uh, the easiest cupboard to access as a child, which is full of bleach. And no matter <laughs> no matter how you how how many public information films there are on this, they keep telling you that uh, you know it, it's just natural to keep all cleaning products under the sink. Um, I mean, a lot of these, lot of these medicines you won't be aware of, but you in the state schools, medical advertising um, is awesome. Yeah, they have uh, this, in the past maybe five years or so. I don't know. I've, I'll kind of go back sort of sporadically, but they've really, really taken to showing commercials for drugs on the telly and ask your doctor about oobly boo and of course at the end of it oh oobly boo I was going to say that <laughs> and they kind of quickly speed it up so they go don't take it if you have this because your head will fall off or whatever um, the ones that I find the most disturbing though are the ones they have for sort of Cialis and Viagra and such because they can't actually show people being intimate so they just kind of have to show sort of roaring beaches with tidal waves and people kind of holding hands and all the stuff you expect from films yeah one particular one where there's there's two people in a beach and they're both in individual bathtubs so apparently (laughs) if you take this this particular men's medication um you can then go down to the beach and have separate baths Whilst looking at the ocean, nice. Um, yeah, that that sells it. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they often have that sort of scroll across the screen of things. It's it, the, the side effects, which often go, you know, may cause paralysis, death um, at the end. Yeah, you, you, you just you know, may cause itch, suddenly jock itch, um, jock itch, ringworm, psoriasis, remove corns and calluses, paralysis, death. Um, you, there is there is something that can solve solve jock itch, itch though, that was advertised a lot as a child. <laughs> Gold bond medicated powder is a commercial that it, 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 it never changed. It was always they're probably still showing it, but the the, the, the complete list was athlete's foot, jock itch, ringworm, psoriasis, tetter, and removes corns and calluses. What's tetter? It's not something you get over here, certainly tetter. 
I, I don't know why you're looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think if, if we did have it over here, Frankie Howard would have almost certainly advertised something against it and said, Tete you not, or Tete you not. Uh. But, um, I mean, in Britain, we don't um, allow... Um, those kind of prescription drugs to be advertised um so you just but you do have like cavonia ads and ads for oh. benlin and night nurse which they never use the actual night nurse song you know the, the night nurse reggae song in they always should no they, they do oh do they now yeah they've, they've done it oh as right. a child they didn't as i you know and yeah. i don't watch adverts now but um as a child they they used to advertise diseases in this country more <laughs> um and this is one and hold on to your hat because you would not have heard this before and it will scare the living daylights out of you i'll prepare myself there is now a danger that has become a threat to us all. It is a deadly disease and there is no known cure. The virus can be passed during sexual intercourse with an infected person. Anyone can get it, man or woman. So far it's been confined to small groups, but it's spreading. So protect yourself and read this leaflet when it arrives. If you ignore AIDS, it could be the death of you. So don't die of ignorance. And don't die of AIDS either. Um, th- that's uh, the uh, AIDS don't the AIDS monolith advert, as it's called. Um, Rob, can you describe what happens in that advert, if you remember? Um, all I can remember is uh, the uh, during the narration. There's there's lots of lo- lots of chiselling going on. That's right. Yeah. At, yeah. At, at, the, at the start, I mean, well, yeah. it's, it's basically at the, at the end. You get the very very big stone letters yeah. spelling out yeah. AIDS, mm. and the camera pans back, and, and then all it, around is darkness. And then and then the whole thing just collapses. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, they, they, it starts with a, an exploding volcano. That's the explosion at the beginning is a volcano exploding, out of which a man forges a giant tablet, <laughs> gift from God, some might say. Um, and in, in a bad way, some have said. Yeah. Um, when they chisel out the uh, the whole thing, and, and John Hurt in the meantime, who is by far and away the best narrator of anything ever, <laughs> telling you exactly how scary this this is, and it worked. I mean, the the I mean the amount of sex that went on in this country went down by about nine hundred percent. Yeah, I mean the, the birth rate the, next, the year afterwards is t- is tiny. We got we got a university administ- uh, intake this year from that from around that period, and it's much smaller year. It's it, it's much tougher. So yes, um. Would that have stopped you getting AIDS? I mean, I'm not saying you've got AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I'll tell you. Pete, sometimes yeah. you make me sad. I know, <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I tell you, I tell you what. I'm going to play another record now. Which um, let's do that. Which, which um, <laughs> is all about um, getting ill. Um, and this is yours, Rob. This is the Beastie Boys and Time to Get Ill. <laughs>
So that's the uh, Beastie Boys, who will come back any second now. Yeah, there we go. Um, <laughs> I knew that would happen. Uh, back from the Beastie Boys were good. Um, yeah, not, not now when they're all conscious and nice and not misogynistic or anything. Um, that was your, so- your song, Rob. And what is the best time to get ill? The best time to get ill is around about ten to nine in the morning. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. Um, you're talking about sickies, aren't you? I'm talking about sickies. Um, the reason being is because um, I I wasn't going to do this show today. Yeah. Um, I, I wanted to go and watch the cup final. Oh, uh, right, but, yeah. Um, well, apparently, if anyone's if anyone's listening, apparently it's currently 2-0 to Everton, um, if you're on the league. 2-0 to Everton, Chelsea. nil Everton 2. Um, but things can change, that's football. And we're only ten minutes into the game. Um, so yeah, you, so but obviously I, I bullied you into it. Yeah, and I realised that I don't really like football. Yeah, so that, I decided that, that to come in and do, do the show. Um, Will, um, have you ever phoned sick to work? Um, oddly enough, no, because I'm absolutely dreadful at lying. Um, uh, uh, it's it's not. Let <laughs> me take necessarily you aside, <laughs> young boy, and I will tell you the <laughs> this ways. Is, this is necessarily <laughs> a moral thing. It's just I am really staggeringly rubbish at lying but the thing is where i'm working at the moment the position i'm in i do get to hear a lot of other people ringing in ill because i have to do the um the sort of the i can't think of the word attendance thing oh right Um, yeah yeah. yeah. uh and i don't know i mean a lot of the people i work with by the nature of the thing we have a lot of casual employees Mm -hmm. so there's a lot of casual sickness well yeah and um well there's quite a lot of uh, older people who work there um and uh, I think th- there's there's one woman who, when she's ill, she she just sounds completely different. I mean, it, I, the Emperor from Star Wars is pretty much the best reference point <laughs> I can come up with Ooh. on this one. Skillful. It's like you know, if Farrell Williams could figure out how to make someone sound like that, he would just be. <laughs> I mean, pop music would be changed forever. It's, <laughs> I mean, it is, it is true. I, I I'm as I say, I'm very rarely ill, but I don't see that as a reason not to occasionally have a sick day. Um, and, oh, yeah, there's a special voice I use. Um, bet you have a special voice for illness? Well, the thing is... Or I are you actually ne- ill? I haven't needed it. I've been, been Ill. Ill, so I, I mean, yeah, couldn't we've, tell you. We've heard you coughing in the background of this show, so yes, I guess... Yes, yes. So, so, Rob, what, what are these, some of the, some of the key, key things we should know? Well, if, if you were teaching Will how to um, throw a sickie, what well, are the things yeah. to know? Well, yes, I mean, um, because, um, no, obviously I, I would never, you know, call... Call in, call in sick if I wasn't act- actually genuinely no, ill. Yeah, if anybody from my work is listening, I, I would, <laughs> but you wouldn't. No. Um, so I had to do a, do a little bit of research on you yes. know, how to how to do this how to do this properly. Um, so some some of the tips um, provided on on the interwebs, and the, these are always on like career and productivity sites for some reason. Okay, <laughs> strange. <laughs> Duvet days are important. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, uh, one thing, one thing you should do is is complain about symptoms the day before. Uh, so, oh, my neck. Set them up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, I mean, I don't know about you, but mm. you know, if if you're deciding to have a sick day, you'd, you'd normally decide that morning. And it, no, it, some it people. Would, it depends. I mean, I've got. So I'll, I'll, I'll come to my story in a moment about a sick day I threw, but I, that, that I knew well in advance about that sick day certainly. Um, but yeah, but if you can say, but then you could always say every day, oh, we've got a bit of a tickle in my throat. Mm, yeah, yeah. Just yeah, I mean, set them up just in case. Yeah. You can do that. You can do that. Um, now, you should you should always call. Don't don't text. Don't email. And and you shouldn't you should be too specific <clears throat> about about what you've got. Um, if you if you're gonna say 
anything um food poisoning is a good one to yeah. go for <coughs> food poisoning is, is a good one because yeah. um no one really wants to investigate the symptoms yeah, they, don't, do they? they don't they don't want the details there it's either it's either at the top or at the bottom exactly or both at the same time yeah. they can stick a stick through you and turn you into a catherine wheel i mean either way it also leaves you f- um sort of faultless and sort of like as a you know p- people feel oh you poor thing that must have been terrible have a day mm. off and um it's yeah it's not your fault i mean a good, a good mm-hmm. way of setting that up as well as by saying you're going out for a meal the night before um, which you may well have done. So you may have had planning. That's yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, but of course you may you may well have done that. I mean, it, it plays into Rob's morning choice because you may have gone out for a meal. You may have had a few extra drinks as well. Mm. Wake up in the morning with uh, that morning illness, um, feeling tired. I think that's it is. the one. Yes, yeah, yes, stiff neck. I think they call yeah, it. Yeah. There's 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 a disease they have in France which you don't have over here at all, which I think is called stiff neck or something like that. Which which fifty percent of French sickies is, and that, and that's basically hangover. But um, so is, is, is it tell us anything about the voice? Um, not a lot to say on the subject of the voice. Obviously, if if, if you're gonna if you're gonna do a voice, you shouldn't oversell it. Mm. You know, you shouldn't you shouldn't sound you shouldn't sound like you're dying. No, no, because you know they're gonna they're gonna want a doctor's note for that. You know? But you've got to sound like you. I mean, I, my, I'm, the voice I would use would normally be something like yeah, I yeah. yeah it's like you know, a bit halting. Yeah, you sound a bit halting. Sound a little bit disappointed in yourself yeah. as well that you've got ill. So yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't, you know, I, you know, I don't know what it is. Would, it must have been you, something you I ate last night, and I. I I've been back and forward to the ter- and at that point they go, oh, you don't need to anymore. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Later, yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, the time I, I did a, a, a big sickie was um, going to Glastonbury in '94, um, and I just started a temp job that week, so I needed to keep that, keep that job. And of course, then you can't take time off at temp job. So um, I planned this well in advance because one of the key points, was, which Rob will, will agree with me here, is. That you should try to avoid. You should not. You should not do anything like go shopping or get a tan. Right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> spending three days or four days in the field in in well down down in, in Somerset um, often wouldn't be a problem. Actually, with Glasgow, you often won't get a tan. You just come back with trench foot. But in this case, um, yes, it was. A, I, I was. I got a big fat tan. Now, beforehand, I'd said I had a bit of a pain, so I had set it up. Um, I'd rung in um, on the morning from the, on, from the service station on the way down to Glastonbury, um, telling them that I had um, a doctor's appointment with what my mother thought was a hernia, a suspected hernia. Then I rang back in the afternoon saying I did indeed have a hernia. Um, came to work on the Monday, completely tanned and smelling a bit actually as well because I had come all the way, but um, that that I think passed. Um, and explained to them what happened was actually it was a suspected hernia. They'd looked into it, and it turned out to be um, an incocompression. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Um, now, an incocompression is a situation where your um, intestine folds back on itself. It's a bit like a bendy straw, and it slightly folds back on itself, so you get a blockage of food around it, which then blocks your intestine. It feels like feels like a hernia because it's very hard. It has a similar pain, but can often clear itself or with a horrible carbon drink the same stuff they flush your body out if you take an overdose um i've seen that before um so anyway turns out that this is so that so that so it's got the symptoms of a hernia but actually isn't a hernia so very good story nice a bit too much detail perhaps but you know how they, did it explain the tan oh it explained the tan because i was told with the hernia you're told not to move at all you know just n- not move at all so basically i've been driven back by my mum to the house it was a sunny day they so just put me in the garden you know, and I just sunbathed all day because it was easy to sunbathe in the garden and lie, in, lie indoors and be restless. So that explained the tan. Um, if anyone did any further research into this, because I got this from a friend of mine who had told me about it, who was a vet. Um, actually, only rabbits get <laughs> ego compressions. Um, humans can't get ego compressions. So, 
Um, but yes, yeah, so I got I got away with that one. I had a big tan, and I kept the job, and they they promoted me the week afterwards, partially for lying, I guess. So very pleased with that. Um, so do you want to try throwing a sickie now, Will? Give it, give it a go. Uh, <laughs> well, that's a good start. So, uh, so, I, I, I'll answer the phone to you here. As I say, hello. Um, where I do you? Where I, you d- I don't know. It's just it, whenever I try and like make up voices, I just always sort of default to slightly adenoidal <laughs> Scotsman. Which you, is, you, you, you know, can always go down the. Uh, well, that could be that could be that disease where you get a different accent, of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you could you could go for the whiny. Root, which is kind of oh, miserable. <laughs> I can't go in now. Oh, I love, I love work me. so much. <laughs> Please make me come in. Okay, I won't, I won't, I won't, I won't, I won't pressure on that one. Um, one, one, one thing I want to, I want to ch- check at the moment is this is going mad again. This, this, this <laughs> our heart monitor. I'm very worried about our patient, by the way, that um, we haven't referred to at all. <laughs> so there's no point bringing that up now. But um, in, Does, in doesn't use compliment. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm just going to turn his monitor down a touch. I think at the moment. Um, I mean, we see a lot of lot of medical stuff on telly. I mean, there's an awful lot of um, TV doctors and there's a lot of fictional doctors as well. I mean. If you were ill, if you were to get seriously ill, which which TV doctor would you want to um, uh, minister to you? Uh, House MD. House all the way. You go. You go. You go. I'm with going Grum- with House. Grumpy I'm going with Gregory House. I mean, in, in a lot of ways, this setup is a bit like House. I, I, I see myself as as House, um, and you must be uh, Dr. Cameron. Um, oh uh, come on. Well, Dude, that is a oh, week. <laughs> Seriously, we cannot be Cuddy. Come on, Cuddy's awesome. Yeah, Cameron she's not is one, not. She's not one of the. She's not one of the three I get to boss around all Hello, the time. Hello, not so, blonde. Uh, I can't be Cameron. Dies. Okay, all right. Okay. Oh man, I'm okay, going to cry I, I, now. I won't go. I won't. I won't go into that because okay, that, that's the. I mean, House. The, you're going to be in pain though. If you're being treated by House, you're going to end up being in significant amounts of pain, and he's going to get it wrong at least three times. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've not actually watched House. Um, uh, for any certain period since I actually moved up to Leeds permanently, um, and so the last time I've, I, I usually I can, I've only like seen seen bits of it like four years ago, uh, but it was always with my parents. It was the one television show my parents consistently enjoyed, and I realised it's because Hugh Laurie's sort of living out their fantasies of being really really unpleasant at people. Yeah, it's, no, it's good, isn't it? I really think that's, good. That's absolutely it. Um, and yeah, as a patient, he's not exactly got the bedside manner. He will cure you. I say, I, in my experience, he's only lost two patients, and both of those are kind of ancillary to the fact that someone else is going to get better. So, okay, I'll give you that, Rob. Who would? Um, the the best doctor on on TV, obviously, is Doctor Graham Garden. Yes, and on, and yeah. on radio too. <laughs> and he'd, he'd he'd treat you with humour. He would he would treat me with the power of laughter. But not in the way that Patch Adams might say. Yes, yeah. like he might actually make me laugh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Will, um, um, I'd, uh, partly because it's the only one I can think of right now, I'd probably go for Dr. Leo Spichemin off of uh, Thirty Rock. Um, <laughs> just because if if it was serious, I, I, I'd quite like feeling as helpless as Dr. Spichemin would make you feel. It just the sort of the the idea that. You are going to get better, but not via any sort of recognised medical method. Right, yeah. just, just by sort of taking some words, putting them together, and guessing. Oh, that works. <laughs> that, that works for me. I mean, the, the, the doctor I would have um, any time, just because I want to see what he's like with a live patient, uh, would be Quincy. Um, M.E. Good call. Um, and, uh, and partially because I love the theme tune, so I'm just going to play it now. <laughs> this, is, this is the bit where they're coming in, it's all, oh, speak, what's going on? Oh, we're going to the mirror. 
which is round, it turns into a giant hue. Oh. Yeah. It's just so funky, this. This is features. Gentlemen, we're about to enter the fascinating sphere of police work, the world of forensic medicine. Now... In later series, this is from the first series, in later series he says the most fascinating sphere of police work. He bigs up his job a bit. <laughs> and he's, it, he's playing golf in the background. I mean, uh, Quincy, I used to love Quincy as a child, um, because it said, you can be a doctor and only ever minister to dead people. Which <laughs> I think it's pretty, pretty awesome. Your, your mum was a big fan of um, another sort of uh, forensic... Oh, she watches got. all of them. Yeah. She watches any kind of programmes with... Criminals dying, criminals killing each other, and then various people trying to figure out how and why the criminals killed each other and investigating the dead bodies and such. Because the closest we've got to Quincy over here is... It's Silent Witness. <sighs> it's Silent Witness is... It's a bizarre programme. It sort of... It does things you think are impossible with British television. It manages to be more annoying than D.L. and Pasco. <laughs> um, the, the, the strange... See, D.L. and Pasco went, went, went bad when it stopped being Pasco's wife doing all the crimes. That was, that was always what happened in the first series, but... No, um, and but the, even more bafflingly, um, Silent Witness was home to probably the most irritating character in British television history, uh, uh, the forensic pathologist Dr. Sam Ryan, uh, who was played by not a man... Was it, a, it would be a man <laughs> Burton, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Burton, yeah. Um, whose, uh, whose default method was, <coughs> was talking in a slightly patronising Southern Irish accent and smirking. A, um, gift, a gift to all female impressionists out there, certainly. And, and the, w- the really weird thing is, when she left... The program actually got worse. Right. It it just it was vaguely inexplicable because it was just sort of one of those, you know, the sort of default BBC One actor. He's about six foot two, mm-hmm. fairly square chinned, early forties. This one was blonde, um, basically completely indistinguishable from the bloke in the Inspector Lindley mysteries. Right. Yeah. And it was basically him, uh, sort of going round and being a bit exasperated, <laughs> like for an hour, and it's like. <laughs> All these body parts have washed up on the beach. Ugh! <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm quite annoyed. Again! <laughs> I, mean, I think it's clear that, I mean, with the exception of uh, Dr. Graham Garden, um, we have little time for British doctors on television. Um, I mean, the, the entire cast of doctors, uh, I, couldn't, um, I couldn't mention... Surgical Spirit. Surgical Spirit. There was, there was, there was that brief period where all sort of British, British medical TV programmes were all about how many drugs the various medical practitioners were taking, so cardiac arrest and... Yeah, well, cardiac arrest. No angels, I Cardiac guess. arrest, of course, is basically uh, Helen Baxendale swearing, wasn't it? If yeah. I remember rightly. So that, that's not too bad. No, that's, uh, there's something in that, I guess. Um, um, bodies as well, which I never saw, but was meant to be very realistic. I, I think that by that was sort of, that was a BBC Three thing back during their proper dark period, sort of in the ninety night days. So oh, right, by yeah. very realistic, I think it just meant everyone died all the time, which is what happens in hospitals. Um, but not this hospital that we're in. Hopefully, um, there was the Royal. Um, oh God! Which which <laughs> seems to be going on forever, and they do they do like the Royal in the past now as well. As they have no, done, the, ro- the Royal was in the past. Oh, okay, well that even oh. worse then. Oh yeah, because it was set at the same time as Heartbeat, isn't it? It's a spin off of Heartbeat. Yeah. Oh, you're you're thinking of. Is it Casualty 1901 or something like that? Yes, yes, I am thinking of Casualty 1901, and that's, that comes across with Casualty as well. I mean, British... And Holby. And oh. Holby, yeah, it's, it's, which is all this massive sort of... I mean, luckily it's not a real place, because no. it was. So what know. would you think would be the uh, British equivalent of St. Elsewhere? Oh, it probably uh, probably is Holby City, isn't it? Actually, it might be Greenwing. 
Oh, <laughs> in some way, at least, at least St. Elsewhere was funny, and as we know at the end of it, all of St. Elsewhere turned out to be the dream of an autistic child, which is a... So that's Crossroads, then? Yeah, much the same, yeah, no, that's... <laughs> that's what happens. Well, you know, the, 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 the illnesses that we've all, we've all displayed here today, I think, have, have, um, have humbled us and made us feel more about the, the, the short time of life we have, you know, the, the short period we're on this planet, and... Um, if we want to leave now, and, and, and if we were to catch something, I think we'll, we'll look back at this as a high point. Um, will we? Will we really? Well, we may not, actually. No, you're, <laughs> right. you're right, you're right. That could be, that could be, that could be a, a, a mistake that I'm making here. Um, but we're still, we're still here, and um, we've got one song to play, and I want to get most of it in, so I'm trying to, trying to get the timings just right. And, um, oh no, our patient that we didn't refer to uh, has dead. flatlined. <laughs> oh, yeah, that sorry. Was, I should have worked on that bit a bit better to be there. Um, <laughs> thank you very much to all my guests. Um, to Rob Brennan. Goodbye. Uh, to Beck Tennyson. Bye. And Will Swigert. Yes. Yes. Where's, where's that name from? I don't know. Your parents. <laughs> your parents. I'm, I'm guessing your parents, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> that would make sense. Um, we're going to finally leave with uh, Siobhan Donaghy and yeah. Medivac, which is a medical term for medical evacuation, I believe. I, I guess, yes. Yes, um, and she used to be in the Sugar Babes and uh, has, was removed like a tumour from the Sugar Babes back in 2000, I believe, um, or 2001? 2002, I think it would have been. 2002, but this is, yeah, this is from her uh, last album, Ghosts. I yes. Think. Yes, and, which is a terrific album, and better than the last Sugar Babes album. Probably. Yes. <laughs> Thanks very much, everyone, and coming up next is almost certainly Speaker's Corner. Ship in the night